electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are mixed as we juggle a blend of industrial and consumer earnings today. Uh, got some raised guidance out of Pfizer, Simon Property, Ralph Lauren, Under Armour. Two-day Fed meeting uh, begins, of course, and some relief today in commodities and the front end of the curve. Our roadmap begins with the EV sell-off, though. Investors are a bit cautious ahead of the open, as Elon Musk says Tesla has not signed a contract with Hertz yet, but some additional headlines hitting the tape. Plus, we are keeping an eye, of course, on that semiconductor supply chain. Apple reportedly trimming iPad production. That would boost chip availability for its newest iPhone. And Pfizer's revenue and profit surge boosted by the vaccine business. Got some fresh guidance on what that'll do to revenue this year. Start, though, with this uh, notion, Jim, that uh, from Musk on Twitter, that they've not yet signed a contract with Hertz, although there's some headlines now hitting that actually deliveries are beginning. Well, I think that there'll be a lot of people who say, wait a second, why did we find this out after we took the valuation of the company up gigantically? Uh, and I think that the answer will be once again that the corporate governance at Tesla is just rather odd. I mean, David, you know that when you uh, say that something has happened and it hasn't and the stock goes up gigantically, there's typically some questions there. It's questionable. Questionable, although there were press releases put out, but it is surprising sometimes that you didn't see it, it signed. I mean, I don't, I, taking Musk at face value said, listen, if any of this is based on this Hertz thing, which by the way, we've sat here and said, well, how much of it really should be? Right. The story is still the move in Tesla. The story is oh. still the incredible accretion of market value to this company's stock, uh, company over the last four weeks, which is well above now $300 billion. Right. Well, um, that's the story. Hertz was a part of it unclear like he asked. You don't, you don't know how much of it really exactly. was based on that or not. My guess is they will fulfill the contract. And he makes the same point he's yeah, made sure. a number of times, which I is agree with you. it's not a demand issue. It's a supply okay, issue. Okay, so why are people selling it? Which I think, by the way, is a mistake to sell because what's going to happen is retail. You know, the, we're in a, a moment. It's about 52% this, in a month? But, yeah, but I talked about this it? last night. There's a couple of stocks, NVIDIA, which is owned by my charitable trustee. These are stocks, NVIDIA being metaverse. We can talk about that later with a, a really interesting interview with, with uh, Andrew, Eric Schmidt. With Eric Schmidt. But, Carl, there, there are these stocks that are, I call them anointed stocks. And the retail investor has decided it really doesn't matter. Like, I saw a Tesla last night. White Tesla. looked very nice. Retail investors says, ooh, look at that. I've seen two Teslas today. Let's go buy some Tesla. Uh, or they buy a fractional share of Tesla. And they're not buying fractional shares of other stocks. They just Retail investors being driven a lot by what we would call ESG, uh, they think that I want to make a statement. I want to buy something that cleans the environment. So the retail investor is very oriented toward morals and ethics. It's very quite different from what we're used to. Uh, that's exactly what Jonas said a few weeks ago, uh, that there is a contributing influence where Tesla is seen by many as the main event akin to a full-stack sustainable ETF. 
That was Morgan Stanley. Well, I mean, look, I think that the only difference would be if you deal with like a plug power would say, listen, we're green hydrogen. Uh, Tesla plugs into a system that is uh, not necessarily all green by any means, David. You know that our system in our country is hardly green. And when I was called a hologram by the fight that I had with Musk at dinner, David, was about the notion that if you plug into the regular utility system, I mean, it's a farce to think that, therefore, the the skies are green. It has to be solar. But, of course, he's addressed that. He has. He's addressed a lot of things. He's addressed a lot of things. Tesla's an incredible story. We talk about it a lot because of that. And Musk is probably the most consequential business figure on the planet right now. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, you agree? I mean, most consequential person in business today. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it it's really hard is. not because of SpaceX. You know, if, if it was just Tesla, all right, maybe Bezos no. still, maybe you could, you know, Zuckerberg and what he's doing. What? Oh, man, that's scary. We'll, we'll get there. We'll but, get there. Uh, but because, I mean, he's also, Musk has also got he's SpaceX the and everything else. I mean, he's, so, yeah, we talk about him a lot. You know what? The Hertz, he deserves it. The Hertz deal, whether, whatever, whether they're buying in a retail or there should have been a coup. Honestly, who cares? Well, look, I mean, Rivian's going to come public, right? Rivian has 100,000 order, or yes. 100,000 yes. vehicle order from Amazon. Uh, Ford Motor owns 1.2 billion. Uh, and that's At a gonna, lower valuation. Right, and that's yeah. going to be the big, you know, we're, we're gonna talking s- about a $60 billion valuation we, for Rivian. You know, that, that's probably facetious. It's probably going to be much more than that. Well, it probably will go up right. once it prices. Right, by but, the way, this, I mean, the enthusiasm created by Tesla that has spread throughout EV and obviously is also pushed ahead in part because of ESG, the environment being the first part of that. Correct. Uh, is very significant. We watched it happen over these last few years. Rivian uh, in January was a $28 billion uh, private market value, at least at its last round. Now it's coming into being public very soon at 60. By the way, these private market valuations have been incredibly important. They are stratospheric right. in many ways. Uh, there is some question as to how long they will continue, but they have been incredibly helpful to public market investors, a la the hedge funds we talk so often about, because frankly, they have, as usual, not done a particularly good job with their public equity investing, but the marks they've taken on all privates, and by the way, so many of them do privates, are incredibly significant, because you can get a multiple like this. Rivian is losing billions of dollars every year. Well, uh, okay, but, people but have lost you, billions of you, dollars you, buying anything other than Tesla. Right, but... You, you, it's a capital-intensive business. You've got to spend the money initially, and we'll see whether this becomes a huge player in the EV market for, for, uh, for pickups and right. SUVs. Well, we know that Ford has a full line of pickups, and Ford, as Jim Farley has said, look, we're going to own that section of the market. I mean, people are waiting for Tesla's pickup. Uh, but, I, I mean, David's right. It, what's happened is it, it, people want to be EV. Now, what's happened is, let's say you call on the lightning round of mad money. You say, look, I like QuantumScape, or I like charge point. I mean, I just say, listen, just go buy Tesla. Just go buy Tesla. Uh, you, you can say buy Enphase Energy if you want to buy solar, which is by was my leader of, of uh, last month. Yeah. But Carl, I just find that there are people who literally are voting and buying with their dollars as if somehow if you buy shares in Lucid, it's going to be good for Lucid and the environment. Like I never bought a stock because it was going to be good for the environment. Now it is front and central, MSCI, S&P. Yep. They're all rating it. Soon the SEC is going to rate it. It's not greenwash anymore. It's about what are you doing, carbon footprint. And people want to buy. But I got to be like GXO came on this. And it's logistic company. So, you know, we're going to be highly rated by MSCI. People care. And I think we have to 
older people have to start recognizing that younger people are less less interested in EPS and more interested in green hydrogen, hence the move in plug power. The, the move in plug power is right. It doubled, it doubled since it had that SEC problem. Right, and that's why on every call you have CEOs from all different industries talking about ESG. It's right. kind of funny. Carbon neutral when? I mean, Dow Chemical, you any, any, I mean, I mean, makes, eBay, eBay chooses to talk. I mean, well, everybody, you know, everybody no, come talks on, about everybody it. does. Right. I mean, uh, but this Newport too shall, does. at some Newport, point. Largest steel company. They're yes. very interesting. Um, because there's a lot of capital that's been tagged for for deployment in yeah. these areas. They, and they, and, ever, and obviously they know the other side of it can be more dangerous for them if they actually are, are there's a lack of capital available. If you Google a stock, there's an alpha CDP and it tells you what the grade is. And so I you know, Google a couple of companies, uh, Estee Lauder, which reported a great number, but they gave you a bad guide. Don't believe their guide. He's on tonight for BC Fraser. They get it. They get an A. Uh, PayPal gets a C because they haven't addressed the issues. Now, you really think that PayPal, David, is a major source of pollution? No. No, I don't. So they get a C. All right, but maybe they're maybe within their payments business in terms of their vent. I don't know. By the way, there's a million reasons that people are selling. We PayPal, cannot rely on many of these metrics as yet. Well, no. I mean, and I had a conference with Delta. Delta said that they are the most. Right. We need a much more uniform approach where the SEC may ultimately get well, involved because this is something that investors, to your point, are judging on a daily basis in the same way that you do judge earnings. Well, there's a new and generation. You need to know that you can actually. There's a new generation of investors. Okay, now not represented necessarily by Robinhood, but we see a lot of Dogecoin. I mean, I would tell you that Morgan Stanley has as many young investors, but young investors are because they they bought trade. Young investors are uniquely saying, at least when they call on my show, when I see them, okay, how does it do with the environment? If you tell me it's okay, then is it good company? David, whoever cared, David, this is a new world. It is. It's a better world. It's a uh, better world. Okay, except we're all going to be living in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse within 10 years, we'll according to Eric to that. Schmidt. We'll get to that. And I don't think that. that's going to be better. We'll get to, don't you be so cynical about the metaverse. Do you know that Ralph Lauren, RL, had really great sales in the metaverse. You have an avatar. You can show how you look. They, they had great sales. Yeah, I can't even. I just, what, just. what are you laughing about? Ralph Lauren. I mean, I, I happen to like Ralph Lauren. And you want to put Ralph Lauren. Remember, it's all high end. By the way, tuxedos and gowns. Number, Wait, so, number you're, one so Ralph Lauren had comps up 23, by the way, better than the 18 estimate. Yeah. You're saying that in the future, we're going to look at metaverse comps. They yeah. sold... More, more metaverse clothes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrice LeVay, he gave me the, when we spoke, yes, the answer is so yes. I'm going to have to pay for my, well, they how should. I look in the metaverse. They had a, they had a billion. The same way I buy they, something they, on they a game like a right billion, now to help billion, me, but, a weapon Yes, or whatever I mean, they should have charged 10 cents for every time your avatar got dressed. They would have made a fortune. Your avatar is going to put on, why? He thinks I'm being facetious. No, I don't. No, I don't. Your avatar is going to put on your clothes and your wife's going to say, hey, listen, you look pretty good in that. That's uh, where we're all going. You're going to have the same wife in the metaverse that you do in real life? Oh, no, no, no. No way, right? <laughs> no. no Sc- Sc- Scarlett Johansson wants to be my wife in the metaverse. I don't know what to do about that. She wants to. Yeah. This is something she's told you. I dreamed it last night. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot to get to this morning, as we said. Uh, there's the Pfizer guidance. We'll talk a bit about more about RL and Under Armour, which also raises the guide, but some uh, downward guidance from some industrials like Cummins, uh, DuPont, and of course, Chegg uh, blew up last night. After oh, yeah. hours. Take a look at the futures here. Uh, we'll keep our eye on headlines regarding the Fed presser and statement tomorrow. More Squawk on the Streets back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. 
like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. A sign the global chip shortage could be hitting Apple harder than the company previously indicated. Sources tell Nikkei Apple's cut back sharply on iPad production to allocate more chips to the phone and that it produced 50 percent fewer iPads than planned over the last two months. Meanwhile, you got uh, reports that Nintendo Switch production down 20. Jim, although the bright side is Toyota telling LeBeau this morning on Squawk that he thinks October was the low of the crunch. Well, I wish that were the case after speaking with Secretary Raimondo from uh, commerce. I don't feel that way. I, I think that there's some real issues still. Uh, on Semiconductor, which is a principal player in autos, would, would agree. There's just we're nowhere near. Global Foundries, uh, which is a good company, came public last week to no fanfare whatsoever, up very big, also would agree with that. Uh, so I, I, I just think that the most important story about Apple this morning was actually Katie Huberty's story about how uh, the service is still doing very, very well. And that that's, you know, cloud service. Look, I think that we hit Apple. The market looked at Apple and decided that there is no perishable. And now that's the term that, that Tim Cook used on the call. Perishable being that you either bought them or you didn't. And I have a Mac 13. Uh, and I, I mean, I have a Mac Pro and I have Mac 13, the Apple 13. And I got to tell you, I, you would wait for these. I don't know about perishable, David, because I think people give presents when they, if they have them. And so, therefore, maybe they give something else. But these are precious. These two uh, products are precious. And I yeah. think they matter a great deal. But the larger, larger issue, again, is that Apple, even Apple, has no to immune. manage supply chain problems. No one's immune. And no, one, no company is immune to this at this point. Obviously, we talk about the auto companies. You do wonder about the suppliers and whether they're going to face margin pressures from it getting pushed down on them from the likes of a GM, for example. Well, Jim. who can, you know, DuPont, I know, was a very convoluted, a very difficult uh, breakdown, break up, whatever you want to call it. But a lot of what they did was move away from the most cyclical part of autos because they're worried about supply chain. They were able to raise price and to go back to EV because EV is what on semiconductor said, the reason why you buy a new car. I, I, I wish people were more focused on, if only just because Hassan Okori has put together a company that's uniquely, uh, uniquely understands the auto situation. Uh, autos being the industry that's hurt the worst. And, but remember, 75% of the workers are dependent upon Taiwan 7. Think about that. 
75% of our jobs in auto, Taiwan. Well, that's exactly the point that Ramondo made to you. I think she used the word scary when you think about yes, the reliance did. of the United she States did. on Asian-made chips. Take a listen. I thought I had a lot of pressure before coming into this interview, but now you're doubling down on the pressure. Um, look, we have to work with our allies. It, look, it takes a year and a half to build a new fab soup to nuts, but there are ways that we're looking into to boost production in certain areas, and we are very focused on that, none of which is a substitute for passing the CHIPS Act as fast as possible and letting us get to work to, to really boost supply here in America. I'm kind of surprised you're not a little more constructive after on, after NXP raises guidance a little bit today, Toyota, Ford, VW. I, I can't be because in the end, I've got this set, this Commerce Secretary saying, listen, we've got a year and a half to build. That bill's obviously locked in Congress. There's nothing coming out of Congress. I, don't, I find that worrisome. Uh, but I also think that the demand for everything involving uh, all, you know, ADAS, EV, the, the demand is so up that there literally is, you've got places working 24 hours, 24 seven, it just doesn't matter because there's just not that many foundries. And the places we do have them are all high performance chips, which is uh, cloud, it doesn't really help the situation. We need full feature chips. Biggest maker of full feature chips that we can rely on is global foundries. Now that is an American company, but it's owned by Asian interests. Uh, I do think that global foundries, Tom Caulfield is the man of the hour because he can tell us how much that they can really put in. They want to work directly, say, with Ford, Global Foundry. Ford needs them, Ford being so much EV. We got to, it's overwhelming. The supply chain is overwhelming. I mean, go listen to DuPont. I mean, DuPont is trying desperately to get it so that there are more chips. Anyone who's involved with chips, it just, it just, back, it just holds the whole system. The ports and the chips, David, are really what is, frankly, but it's everything, waylaying our, our whole economy. It's everything. I mean, I'll get to this later, but American Eagle Outfitters bought a logistics company. They had to. They had to. I it was mean, a very now, smart again, move. this is not about chips. No, my, my travel trust this, owns it. We need that. to this issue of supply chain yet again. They spent. They had a lot of cash. They spent right. $350 million bucks to buy some company called Quiet Logistics, yeah. American Eagle. But this is why um, people want Pfizer today, because Pfizer has nothing to do with this. People want nothing to do with this whole logistic issue, which is why they come back and they buy Metaverse. They uh, buy Alphabet. No supply issue there. But all, all a statement about demand. It's a demand shock. Demand is so yeah. incredible. Well, look, we shut the economy shut down. There's a fire hose that was shut down, and now the fire hose is open, and it's spraying everybody. You know, when, when they open the bar at the wedding reception and everybody goes... It's kind of hard to get the bartender's it, attention. It, it's true. And remember, that's uh, Ralph Lauren talking about the hottest market for tuxedos and gowns in history. So, yes, right there at the bar. Right there. <laughs> okay. Waving a dollar bill. Yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> it is hard to get people's attention. I went to a wedding recently, and I had to cut in line. That's very nice. I said, I'm, my name's uh, Jim Cramer from Man Money, and I want a gin and tonic. <laughs> Told me to get in the back. They didn't know anything about that. They're we'll millennials. Get, what do they know? We'll get Kramer's Matt Dash countdown to the opening bell on this Tuesday morning. Uh, futures look pretty good, uh, except for the NAS right now, as we get uh, is watch uh, the Fed and rates as well. Back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, 
today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Let's get to a mad dash for this Tuesday as we get you ready for an opening bell seven and a half minutes from now. I'm glad you're doing Simon Property. Right. It caught my attention as well, and it's a name that we haven't talked about that often. Of course, we did back in the day when they were fighting with, uh, remember? Talbot. Yes. But remember, uh, David Simon a few years ago told me, you keep saying the mall is dead. You're going to stop saying that. I said, okay, because he's that kind of guy. He's an imposing figure. Yes. But, uh, you know, raise the dividend. By the way, Forever 21 and Brooks Brothers, remember they bought a stake and they're doing quite well. Uh, but the mall's on fire. Retail sales have accelerated. Uh, the amount of space that's available in a mall is very low. You know, they had that strategy of buying uh, JCPenney, uh, making so that you didn't have a black hole at the end of a mall. I don't know, David. This is, again, an amazing pent-up demand story. People don't, people want to shop. Uh, people stop shopping for a year, and yeah. they're back, and the mall's doing quite well. Some malls. I mean, it is important well, this is to point out. Right. This is an A mall. That's the very, same you know, way that's that we important. talk about office buildings in New York City or other metropolitan areas. A office buildings, okay, if you're a B, so to speak, sort of something that hasn't but, been renovated or was built, you're in trouble. But Tanger Factory Outlet doing quite well, again, yeah. because it's high-end. What, what I find incredible, David, is, is that there's the surge in shopping I don't know how much of it is federal money. I don't know much of it is just that people had stopped shopping. But once again, there's just in the in the high high end, whether it be Ralph Lauren, which is in the Simon Property Malls, obviously they ever to the low end. It is exciting, and I find stories like this to be really um, heartening. You remember how long? You know, remember people were really worried about the mall. Yeah. Take that off the table. Yeah. And if you, go to a, if you go out west, David, to northwest, and you go to a mall, or you go to a, a parking lot, what do you find? Uh, you find a lot of cars. I find a Dutch bro. Oh, my God. A Dutch bro is a trick question. I was looking what they're paying. They're paying 1.87% for 8.2-year money. Average weighted money. The mall? I mean, that does show you. Nobody's well, that show you. This is what, like, if you're J-Pal. Less than 2%. If you're J-Pal. For their cost of capital for like, money for right. over a year. So when someone go to J-Pal and say, listen, you're absolutely right. We need this. But should a mall come? Should they be paying? All right. We got an opening bell for you. And by the way, in case you forgot, you can catch us anytime, anywhere, because we have a podcast. Pfizer is going to be a story this morning. Shares up uh, 3% pre-market, 134 beats by a quarter. Uh, the big news, though, is they raised the guidance on their uh, full-year vaccine revenue, $36 billion now seen prior 33.5. Even ex-COVID, Jim, uh, 268, 265 moved the needle up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, some analysts were saying that uh, J.P. Morgan says the core business is slower. I think that's too critical. One of the things that happened here, Carl, is that you take a look at the long run, that there were people who were very worried about a patent clip, that some of the drugs were going to fall. Would there be a bridge? I remember speaking to Pfizer, and they said, one day we'll get a booster, maybe even have this every year. Uh, and then dealing with a lot of doctors who said, yes, that's absolutely true. But then dealing with press critics who said that a booster is uh, something that Pfizer's dreaming of. Well, I think we all subscribe to Pfizer's dream. Yeah, we do. I mean, listen, the numbers are incredible. Thirteen are. billion dollars. Of, uh, of the COVID-19 vaccine in the quarter. And obviously, Carl mentioned the guidance, which is even more well, important Moderna for can be anything what they're going to sell too, next right? year in terms of doses. Yeah, Moderna can be anything at once. Lily had a, a you know, bump numbers on this. The, the COVID is uh, a gift that, this is terrible, but a, a gift that keeps giving to some of these companies. And I think that when you go out and they check your card, you're going to pretty soon 
want to have the third. I think people are going to say, where's your booster? Where's your booster? Don't get booster. Well, boosters are definitely a big part of the, the vaccination rate, which has uh, gone way up 2x in the last couple of weeks. By the way, the White House says there will be 15 million doses next week for kids between 5 and 11. Well, you know, Dr. Topol, whom I regard as true north of these issues, is saying, look, there are a lot of people who somehow believe that there is uh, myocarditis. There have been no instances 5 to 11. Yet to see vaccine-induced myocarditis, uh, myocarditis in children age 5 to 11. So there are, we continue to get people who say, you know what, uh, this is dangerous, and then the stats just don't prove it out as being dangerous at all. I mean, I think the meningitis is more dangerous. Mumps may be more dangerous. Uh, let's get the opening bell here. CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's asset management firm Burford Capital at the Nasdaq celebrating a recent IPO. Arteris, provider of system-on-chip intellectual property. Um, chip. Interestingly, you know, there have been some loosening restrictions. Amazon, starting today, will not require vaccinated employees at their warehouses to wear a mask. Well, I mean, I think that, look, we're becoming like Portugal, being the number one country in Europe. We're getting there. We're getting there, and I think a lot of it is, is going to just really accelerate when we get this December deadline for uh, companies that take federal money. I mean, everybody takes federal money. A lot of them do. Uh, December 8th is the deadline. That's it. And we've talked to a lot of the CEOs, even those who don't have their own mandate for their employees, Southwest, for example. Right. But December 8th, if they want to keep that business with the government, then they need to do it. And or the rails, or, you know, you go on from there. Right. No, I think it's... Is it forced? I mean, there's still people going for the religious exemption, typically because of a uh, possibility that uh, fetus, be, you know, fetal, it's not necessarily borne out, but people have objections based on religion. That's really been the sticking point. Right, but there are stories about questionnaires now from companies in terms of trying to understand the objections and what, what it's working. It's getting a lot Let's more people it, vaccinated. Right. Thankfully, the prevalence of the virus is down across the country. Hospitalizations down almost 60 percent. But the great retirement continues. I don't know if you heard uh, Marty Musi from Paychex this morning, the five million shortage of workers. Uh, the retirement, I, I, it is rather it accelerated retirement. I mean, I keep getting that from companies that are replacing people with technology. Now, they weren't. They did not ex- expect it. GXO did not expect that they would have to replace people uh, because they were not trying to throw. You know, they weren't trying to throw people out of work. They right. just can't find enough people to load warehouses. I mean, this, the vertical warehouse is absolutely filled with robotics. Remember, you need a vertical warehouse because if you're going to do same day, next day, it's got to be in a city. You can no longer put a warehouse in the middle of nowhere and expect to get next day or same day. I keep waiting for Walmart to be accelerating the same day, given the fact that they've got that great footprint. Mm-hmm. David? Uh, well, I, you know, you talk about the great resignation, so to speak, or at least the, well, the number How about the great no go to school? There you go. Thank you. Uh, let's take a look at Chegg because it's a stock that we focused on. Of course, Dan Rosenzweig, good friend of the show, has been on for many years talking generally about technology. But as that company has become bigger and bigger, talking more about Chegg itself. There it is. It's down almost 40 percent. Uh, the company just missed earnings estimates uh, by, a, by a lot and no guidance for 22. What's going on? Well, Here's his answer to at least one question during the conference call. Uh, Rosenzweig said, this is a post-COVID hangover of mental exhaustion 
an opportunity, that is, for people who might otherwise go to school to make more money, a reassessing of their lives, not unlike what you're hearing in the corporate workplace. It just all came together at one time. We didn't see, see it happening, and it did. So what am I talking about? Well, fewer students, fewer classes per student, more pass-fail, which yes, maybe so. means that you don't need as many books, I guess. Easier non-core classes, fewer tests. Um, Dan just saying the end of September just didn't materialize. Now, outside North America, things continue to be strong, but they didn't see it coming. Well, uh, as given the fact that tuition is soon going to be a $100,000, uh, I question whether you should be in school to have fewer graded assignments, professors assigned less homework. Uh, but a lot of this is also community college. A lot of this well, is, is schools not at the, like at the, the low end the where lower job end. opportunities have gone it's parabolic. Too easy. Exactly. Yeah, it's and just too or, easy. Uh, there's a stay-at-home mom or a mom who's home with kids maybe right. who hasn't gone back. But but that's where a lot of Did you see it was 17% growth going to 5% growth? Uh, price target Piper goes from 107 to oh. 54. And if I had my old penguins today, we'd be rolling them yeah. out because you got about seven downgrades. Oh, ooh. all right, Dan, I'm going to ask you. Not how helpful. Many, how many classes did you take that were pass fail? Uh, I don't remember taking any. Well, pass fail? Mm, uh, not many, no. But th- but they did do that last I took, year in I particular. I took pass fail. In part because it was harder for some of the remote or an asynchronous class. Uh, but do not. These asynchronous classes. Do you don't not have an, started. an existential issue here that perhaps th- this is the decline and fall of the Western civilization? Because Chegg missed earnings. Because people Beginning. aren't pe- people are taking passive. Well, this is the best job market in forty years. Best, yeah, but like you no. go to college should be rigor. There's this is a this is an attack on rigor. You should go to college to learn. I agree. I think you're making a little jump here. A little, well, but I mean, look at the chart. The chart tells jump. you that's a chart on the decline and fall a of education. A little more than Bob Beeman may have gone in Mexico City here. I think you're going a little ways. You don't think that the combination of the metaverse <laughs> Oh, that's me. That's the end. Metaverse. So. Well, I'm just saying that, like, maybe your avatar takes the classes and you can <laughs> skip them. You've been hot on the education part yeah. of the metaverse. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the avatar takes care of everything, and you don't have to go. Chang is going to be hurt by the avatar. Eric Smith said, he asked the question, what if people would prefer to be living in the metaverse than in the real world? What are we going to do then? Now, again, this is years away, but it's where we've got to start to have the conversation. Yeah. Well, Mark Andreessen gave an interview this summer where he talked about reality privilege, meaning if your life is pretty good, you, you like reality. There's a lot of people out there for whom reality's tough. Yeah. And he said... Reality's had 5,000 years uh, to catch up. I'm not willing to wait for it to, to get any better for some. Well, for number 456, they absolutely want to be in, right? Dave, number 456 wants to be in the metaverse. Yeah, you're talking about Squid Game. But it, it's worth it. I think that also, what, Les Enfants de Paradis, you want to, like, really go into you, you, the, the people who are in the peanut gallery? I mean, there are a lot of people, I think, when I look at what's happening with the metaverse, I find it as an equalizer. I agree with Mark. I think it's an equalizer. Are people going to buy and sell stocks in the metaverse? No, but I think that they're doing a lot of Dogecoin selling at college. <laughs> and not act, and taking classes pass-fail. Well, I, I, okay, so this community college. Not even showing up and not buying any textbooks, digital or otherwise, and just generally I, not caring. I, I just think for $100,000, you may not be getting your money's worth at a certain point. I mean, that $100,000. Uh, well, the, the tuition has been the least inflationary thing to worry about in the last couple of years. Well, but I it's know like it'll se- be It's like 75. It's not even 100. And you get food sometimes. Is that part of what? Yeah. I mean, it's great. And then they have an asynchronous class that you could take for free. But 
I, look, I, well done. I, I think fewer graded assignments. Yes, it's absolutely true that there's more jobs. But it, there have been times when there are a lot of jobs and people still went to college. We're serious about it. I mean, I'm sure people there's still are still people. going to college. It's just not as many enrolled and not for as a result of what okay, he's talking look, about. Yeah, look, we can just and decide. Fully, by the way, we Rose can decide like, it's all community college. Rose's I'm not buying fully it. expects that it's going to it's temporary, and it's temporary. And, and they're coming back. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, B of A's got a good note this morning looking at permanent distortions out of COVID. There we go. Um, Zillow, the housing issue at oh Zillow. Oh my! Did they ever? You got uh, streaming companies that people leave the house. You got remote work that affects cities, um, things that are not just going to be a reopening play, so to speak. No, I mean, look, we don't have enough automobiles because people decided to move, and the hybrid has really changed things. And also, we don't talk enough about how the hybrid the, working. Yeah, yeah. The, about the sw- about how the power went to younger people. The younger people, the power rests with them. Totally. I, I keep not, hearing it. It's, I what? mean, I know some of our friends who are CEOs of financial services companies want to disagree, but I keep hearing the same thing, which is they're not coming back. We keep telling them to come back, and <laughs> no. they're just not. And it's big law firms. It's investment right. banks. They're not coming back. Certainly well, nobody. I mean, yesterday I was with them on uh, 15% in the office. We've said, everybody, we want you back. 15%, 20%. Well, the I expect today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. going to be better. Monday, Friday, forget it. Not happening. No, but, but there's an optionality about it that really frightens me. Um, I'll ask someone, what day do you work? What days do you work? It, there's nobody, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll come in. Well, maybe. I was talking to a guy who manages a few dozen young people. He says they coordinate. Like they get together online and be like, we'll go to the office on Wednesday. We'll all see each other. That way you don't wind up in the office by yourself. Right. Right. And by the way, some of them is a result of the senior people also being like, you know, I'd rather stay in the they Hamptons. Stay, yeah, they stay at the Hamptons. Yeah, I'd rather not they got go in That's myself. Why, one of the if they're not why showing Brunswick. up, then why? Then nobody else. Brunswick's a great play on that, by the way. Brunswick, the boat yeah. company. We should have talked about Zillow. I mean, you know, um, 7,000 homes, you're sold. But, yeah. And then, and then, but the what? logistics thing, I just think the American Eagle thing is interesting. I look, mentioned. I, look at I, Arista, I, Arista Network's leading the S&P this morning. Right? Um, Investing in cloud, analytics, productivity. We've got to transform our supply chain to create greater agility, speed, and diversification. Jay Shree's a genius. Now, I don't know. My charitable trust owns AEO. It's been very very disappointing versus the rest of the group. Um, I don't know if this necessarily changed it. Well, you don't have to rub it in. It's a small company. Under Armour, it's a nice move. That's a big change. uh, that's something that, that uh, was flashed by Matt Boss. I want to go back to the Arista Networks. Uh, Jay Sri Yalal is a, a genius, and yeah. she has uh, run that company very well, but it sucks up 109 on what you just talked about. It's a lot of points there. Uh, Simon Property is just so, so strong. Under Armour is a really nice comeback. Uh, remember, they, they uh, Under Armour really faltered, and they had tremendous inventory problems, but there was a just part investigation that was, let's just understand, kind of was a dead end, but right. it really did tarnish the company wow. incorrectly. But you see Apple up. I'm telling you, people are just I saying, see Apple oh, up. look, so they're going, to, they're moving the chips to a higher. I see Alphabet um, up a lot, actually. Well, there was a keynote, David, about Alphabet today in cash flow that said absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, it might have said enough to send. It was very Alphabet, important. Alphabet shares up 1.6%. Well, it, you know, it just said that the, uh, you know, I, I, like, I, I quote these things. It's like, why do I quote them? I don't know. Why do you? Well, because people are looking for why it went up. Your I mean, list Alphabet. has gotten, since we're you have sailing. that investing club we're and this st- list goes out to everybody, it's gotten yes. really long. Well done. I Thank you. I had a lot to say about Ralph Lauren. I had a lot to say about 
you know, this is a thing that goes out if what I'm looking at. I have a lot to say about Chase. It is if you join the investment club. We have by the way, you can do club. that by also flashing your phone on that little thing that comes Use up. Use the QR code. It'll Thank take you, you straight QR there. QR code. <laughs> then you get this list. It's a long this list. This list. I do it every morning. Look, I start at 6 a.m. Where does this list end? I start at 22. What happened at 23? I got 23. I had to start the show. I didn't get to do 23 because I had to start the show. It's terrible. You got to. This look. I send every morning. I send it and it's flip and it's 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 it, 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 it let's just say it's it, um I, it's uh, skeptical. I'm looking for a word that means nothing uh, because like for instance here I, one of the things that I, I I made the point is Alphabet. They're talking about Morgan Stanley saying more free cash flow, and I said that seems gratuitous. Every, they, they just reported last week. I mean, they did. They just reported something like Apple. Apple just reported something. There's like new information. I mean, come on. There's not a lot of new information. These companies well, just reported. Um, they, Apple did file a 10K. Yeah, well, that's which right. Katie that's why Katie was right. Yes. Uh, no, and I love Katie. She's fantastic. Basic. And they did talk about the cloud services, the app store, advertising being number one. That was a fantastic point. David, because how many times have you told me that Amazon, you've got to think about advertising? Yeah, you do. It's an important, very, one of the largest, and it's a very high I didn't include that in my them. multiple. I should have included what I'm looking at, which you get if you join, but, if you hold up your phone to your head and you get the... Uh, you just hold it up to David's head now. Do I have my, the QR code for the investing club on the side of my head? Yes, you do. Okay. I mean, I'm glad. Can we talk about Ford for one second? Sure. This stock was up really nicely. And it's reversing in part because, you know, how many days can you go up on the same information? It's more than doubled for this year, right? It's up well, 103%. My favorite style is the biggest for, I'm my, aware for, it's biggest for my travel trust. It's up 100%. A great, great call. But, I mean, you need to see something happen before. It's good to see a stock not go up every single day on the same information. How's that? And I, I like Ford more than anyone else in the universe, including Jim Farley, who's the CEO. Uh, we mentioned uh, the Morgan Stanley call on uh, Ferrari yesterday, and they oh. did have pretty good numbers, I believe. Stock, uh, wow, look at that. It's gone from 211 to 243 in less than a month. Well, very light volume every day, but uh, Adam Jonas is proving to be one of the stars in this period because he gets the zeitgeist. He talked about Ferrari being sold out for two years for EV, and that just got people going. You know? You know the one we didn't talk about? It was down 4% at 6.15 a.m. when I was doing my, what am I looking at? Mm. And that's the stock of DuPont. Yep. It was down 4%. Why? Because the guy was eight cents light. People didn't even look at the incredible renovation. The all new DuPont, which is much faster, leaner, better. They announced the deal as well. What are you looking for? You want me to give you my notes? Yeah, I don't have. I'm looking at here. Ralph Lauren. They didn't like that number. Two seventy-seven a share in cash for uh, Rogers Corporation (ROG). Did you follow that deal? Um, Nah. I mean, you think it's important? Yes, it's a four billion dollar acquisition, but it makes uh, it makes their uh, they are now going to be in the higher end. They're going out of the lower end of a car, going to the higher, which is going to give them a higher multiple. David, they're keeping Tyvek and Corian. But the old DuPont, the DuPont when they came up with nylon and Dacron. Right. I used to wear a lot of Dacron. Did you? You didn't have any money. You must have looked sharp. Really sharp in your Dacron. There was a song about me, Light My Fire. (laughs) Well, that's why you get so upset about that one. It brings back memories for you. That one jacket that I wear. I get it now. That was. Reminds you of your Dacron days. That had ESG problems, that jacket. I always think about the, was it the Coles? What were you in for a card and you were denied? Well, I was rejected. I had spent $400 and there was a line around the block behind me. 
There was no Touch Pro by then. And they reject me for credit. And, you know, you're sitting there and people are saying, I thought he was like a smart guy. So you couldn't buy your Dacron slacks. I had bought Chaps, which is now a brand that, that Ralph Lauren has offloaded. They had a lot of Chaps there. And uh, they have their own brands, too, that are really exceptional. We didn't do EL. We did RL, but not EL. And okay. they do guide below. You have the mod yeah. tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's just understand. As you sell EL, uh, this is really important. This is Fabrizio Fredo, one of the greatest executives of our time, and my chairman just owns it, and had a huge hit in this thing. He has done this traditionally. He has uh, given you very low guidance and then crushed it, which he actually did today. And then people sell the stock that day, and then it just goes up, up. Fabrizio Fredo is a genius. He invented the selfie generation, by the way. Uh, and I think that one of the things that you're going to hear is that he has a huge number of double-digit growing brands. China's very strong. And everyone's just looking. This is one of the flaws of Wall Street. Everyone's looking at a guide that will ultimately have nothing to do with the substance of how great this company is. And people sell it, and that's your opportunity to buy it. And I will say that uh, when I issue my bulletins this morning about Estee Lauder, this is what you buy. Uh, Fabrizio will, will explain it, I think, very well. He's one of that great gang of people who started at Procter & Gamble, decided to move on to bigger and better things. But you know, down 2.7% is ludicrous because this guy is crushing it. But that's the way he plays it. By the way, only 1% to 3% of it is still in the Macy's world. A lot of people say, ooh, maybe it's the department stores. No. And his reverse mentor program is genius, where the millennials boss you around uh, a couple times a sounds, month. Sounds great. Actually, that's like, sounds like real probably life. probably do it by Zoom. Hey, listen, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You're in. They're not. What are they doing? What are they dressed like at home? 4622 uh, is an all-time high. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, supply chain discussions dominate all the earnings reports this morning. Let's take a look, though, at the uh, sectors. Sort of a mixed open overall, a consumer discretionary uh, flattish, finally taking a little bit of a break after an enormous move to the upside. But materials up fractionally, tech up nicely a little bit. Semis are bouncing back today. Healthcare and energy fractionally to the downside. But energy, remember, oil's near $85. Again, uh, supply chain issues. You heard the guys talking about DuPont uh, cutting their forecasts on the ripple effects from supply chain issues. We're hearing this right across the board today. Big industrials are now reporting, and they're saying essentially the same thing. I'm very interested in what Mosaic had to say, because this is a real window on what these global uh, 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 businesses are doing right now. Of course, they make uh, fertilizer, phosphates and potash, higher prices, offsetting lower volumes. But the strongest results in a decade, the earnings and revenues were a little bit on the light side because of the lower volumes. So some customers, this is very interesting, requesting commitments into the second quarter. That what's happening is they're raising prices and the customers are saying, we want to lock in a commitment earlier than we normally would. That's a sign of concern about higher prices. Then the company says there remains considerable upside to our base case. What they're saying here is if they could unravel the supply chain issues, they could do a lot better. And this right across the board is what we're hearing. Look at another company. This is, uh, let's look at Eaton. This is one of the biggest global electrical component makers in the world. They sell uh, all over uh, the world. They came out record third quarter. Uh, supply constraints, limiting organic growth they talked about. Uh, and they also said uh, order growth was 17%. These are big numbers, but again, limiting their ability to deliver because of the supply constraints. Cummins, they make truck parts all over the world here. Order trends, robust, that's their word. Higher material, material costs, elevated logistics expenses impacting them, uh, their ability to deliver, and their full year guidance was on the light side because of that. You see the same things 
Same themes showing up time and again. They're trying to quantify some of these inflation issues. It's a different business, but look at Bloom and Brands. Of course, they own Outback Steakhouse and a lot of others like Fleming's. They quantified the numbers. Look at these labor costs. They, we told you we thought there were going to be three to three and a half percent labor inflation. Now it's going to be four and a half. We told you about one percent commodity cost inflation. Now we think it's going to be one and a half. You see, they're raising the numbers here and quantifying what's going on here. So if you look at the companies here, uh, earnings and the guidance a little bit on the light side, obviously for Mosaic uh, and for Bloom and Brand, you see them down eight percent right now. So Carl, just summarizing what's going on here. You got a lot of demand, very strong. You got a lot of uh, difficulty supplying the product. But margins are holding up very well. Finally, Carl, NYSE bringing back people today, two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, one more step towards a little bit of normalcy. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks, uh, Bob Bassani. As we go to break, time for the bond report. I'll take a look at Treasuries this morning. We did get uh, some uh, declines in yields pretty much across the board. Uh, you got the short end below 48 basis points, 10-year right around uh, 155. Uh, holding on to 46.20, an all-time high on the S&P and the NASDAQ. We'll be right back. All-time high on the S&P this morning. Tesla uh, narrowing its uh, pre-market losses now yes. almost back to the flat line. And by the way, transports, first record high since May 10th Ooh. as we got the Dow down six. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Real estate investment trust, very strong. Bricksmore, I've got two pots. Let's see if that stock doesn't continue to go up because we got Ed Breen. He's the source. And then Estee Lauder, I'm urging people right now to go buy Estee Lauder because you'll hear from Bricio Freight and you'll say, what was I thinking? Or if you subscribe to the Investment Club, you'll know it now. Which everybody should. Everybody should do. <laughs> All right, Jim, thanks. We'll see you tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. 46.23, record highs. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. The designer event is now on at Bloomingdale's, and you don't want to miss it. Shop the most sought-after handbags, shoes, and ready-to-wear from the top luxury designers, all at incredible savings. This sale only happens for a limited time online and in-store. So head on over to Bloomingdale's today and shop the designer event.